kid, you better come running. It's old Smiling Eddie and his bust-up brown gang. <laughs> Uncles and nieces and nephews and brothers and sisters and cousins and pets. And everybody, this is your old buddy, Smiling Ed and his big Buster Brown gang getting set for another good old Saturday jamboree. And we're going to have more fun in a barrel of monkeys. Just wait till you hear my exciting Indian story for today. Boy, oh boy, we're all here. Yes, sir, just raring to go. How are you today, Squeaky the Mouse? How are you? Oh, you're all right. <laughs> yeah, you're the cutest little mouse there is. We're going to have a tune on your little magic music box after a while, too. And if old Froggy the Gremlin bothers you today, I'll sprinkle so much salt on him. Well, we'll all be able to see him, and then we'll grab him and give him a good spanking. I know a riddle, I do, I do. Oh, there he is now. Froggy, you had better be good today. I know a riddle, I do, I do. Well, you can just keep it to yourself. We don't want to hear it. Don't you want to hear it? Don't you, don't you, don't you? No, we don't. Then I'll tell it to you. I will, I will. How can you keep a rooster from crowing on Sunday morning? How can you? How can you? What'd you say? How do I know? How can you keep a rooster from crowing on Sunday morning? Cut his head off Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> well, for goodness sake, such a riddle. Even old Grandy laughed at that one. Well, that'll be enough from you today, Froggy. Meow. Well, midnight, you nice old cabby cat, you. I was wondering where you were. Well, I wish you'd look... Midnight has on her new Buster Brown shoes. I, I bet she's going to dance to the music box today, aren't you, Midnight? Meow. <laughs> well, that's just well. Midnight and Squeaky get get lots of letters about their dancing too. I just mailed myself a letter. I did. I did. <laughs> well, listen to that. You just mailed yourself a letter, Froggy. Well, what did you say to yourself? How do I know? How do I? How do I? How do I know? I won't get it till tomorrow. I won't. I won't. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Froggy, if you don't get out of here. Well, what'd you say, Granny? Oh, Granny says, I'm sleepy. <laughs> well, the very idea. We can't have any sleepy folks around here. Hey, kids, shall we wake old Granny up with a song, shall we, huh? Okay, let's wake him up with a good old army song. Come Oh, 
you gotta get up, you gotta get up, you gotta get up this morning. Oh boy, the minute the battle is over. Oh boy, the minute the foe is dead. I'll put my uniform away and move to Philadelphia and spend the rest of my life in there. Wake old Grandy up. Yeah. What's the matter? What's the matter with you, Squeaky and Midnight? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see. I see. Oh, you want to play your little music box. Well, I don't know. I'll ask the kids about it. Hey, kids, shall we let Squeaky and Midnight play the music box now, huh? Okay, all right, Squeaky. Get over there and wind it up now. Say, are you and Midnight are ready to, to dance when the music box plays? Yeah. Sure, I see you have your little Buster Brown shoes on so we can hear the taps. All right, could you get over there and wind it up? It's over on the top of the piano. Wind it up. There he goes. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna wind it up. My goodness. <laughs> oh dear, he's got a great big grin on his little old mousy face. <laughs> that's enough. Now you'll break the spring. Wait a minute. Whoop, hold on. Whoop. Yeah, that's it. Now midnight. Meow. Come on, I want you to press the button so the music box will start, will you? Meow. There she goes. She press. I don't know where it's been running up. It's moving. Something moving in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. Something's going to be right, I guess. There it goes. <laughs> oh, my goodness, will you listen to that? That's Tweet Low Twill. Isn't that a crazy song? <laughs> I know that. Oh, Tweet Low Twill. Puffing on cornfield. Tweet Low Twill. Whittling on wood. There wishing he could go fishing over the hill, Tweedledee Twill. <laughs> oh, there, there they go. Oh my goodness, squeaking midnight dancing on the piano. Don't it look cute dancing there? <laughs> yes, yeah, so up there they made a big turn. <laughs> morning right after Smiling Ed's program that'll tickle the daylights out of Mother and Dad. We can get out our shoe polish and brush and give our bust-up brown shoes a good shining. Yes, sirree. And listen, kids, shining your shoes every week makes them last longer. Why, it helps to keep the water out of the leather. It helps to keep them from becoming scuffed. Say, bust-up brown shoes are such fine shoes. Why, bust-up brown folks even make shoes for our soldiers, our sailors, and our Marines. And what's good enough for our fighting men is good enough for us. How about it, kids? Is that right? Absolutely, boy. You betcha my neck. And that's why I want you to be sure and get the name of the store that sells Buster Brown shoes in your town when the announcer comes on after our story to tell us about it. Write down that store's name, kids, and put the paper right smack dab in your own ration book so you'll have it. When you need the best shoes, what am? Buster Brown shoes. (laughs) Yes, sir. And now, kids, I'll tell a riddle, I will, I will. You'll do nothing of the sort, Frosty Gremlin. Uh-oh. 
There goes our good old story time theme song. And that means it's time for Smiling Ed to tell his brothers another super duper story. And what a story we have for today. A story from right here in our own country, the United States. You know, many years ago when we were colonizing our great western states, that part of the country was very wild. When men ventured into those states, those great states, they braved great dangers from savage animals and savage Indians. Many men in our government wanted to be fair and just with the Indians. But sometimes it takes a lot of fighting before a problem's understood. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of my story. A story all about Billy Staley. Billy was about 12 years old at the time, and he lived with his father, Colonel Staley of the United States Army, in the prairie fort named Fort Brennan. They were right in the middle of the Indian and Buffalo country. And Billy, even though a young boy was a crack shot with a sharp rifle and a Colt Frontier 44 revolver, he was a crack rider, too. And as we join the story, he's galloping across the plains on his Tinto Bronco pace. Listen. Ah, there it is again. Prairie grass all trampled, but just in a narrow path. Uh-huh. Just as I thought. That's Indian side. See, this trail was made by a good-sized Indian war party on horseback, riding single file. Well, Kit Masters didn't teach me how to read Indian signs. Let's go, Pete. They don't want to hear about this. Good boy. Excuse me, Colonel Staley, but Caleb Forbes is out here to see you. Good. Send him in. I ask him to come. Yes, sir. Come right in, Mr. Forbes. Thanks, Corporal. Well, how do you do, Colonel Staley? How are you, Caleb? Glad to see you. Sit down. Thanks, Colonel. What's on your mind? Good news, Caleb. I think the Indian Wars will soon be over in this area. Eh? What? The treaty with the Arapahoes and the State Plains Sioux has been signed by the President. It's on its way right now by Pony Express. Well, fine. Fine. Uh, you say the treaty is coming by Pony Express, eh? Mm. That's right. Now, of course, the government hasn't appointed a real Indian agent for this territory as yet. But you have so much influence with the Indians, I thought you'd uh, sit in with us and sort of officiate when we sign the treaty. Well, now, I'll, uh, I'll think it over. Pony Express won't be here for some time with that treaty, I suppose. Matter of fact, it should be here tomorrow. Tomorrow? I'll have to... That is, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, fine. Uh, we'll get together and, Dad, uh... Dad, I've been on the prairie and... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know someone was with you. Son, this is Caleb Forbes. He's known out here as the Indian man. Caleb, it's my son, Billy. Glad to meet you, sir. Glad to meet up with you, son. Dad, I found Indian time in the prairie. A war party. A war party? Yes, sir. All the signs were there. It wasn't a hunting party. How about that, Forbes? You promised me the Indians would be quiet. Uh, why, uh, I think the kid's mistaken. No Indians on the warpath. I'm sorry, sir. The kitmasters trained me to read sign in the trail. And I know a war party trail when I see one. Well, uh, you misread that one. Take it to me. Uh, Colonel, I, I gotta be going. Send me a message when that treaty gets here. If it ever does. Holy smoke, a war party of Indians starting out. Just when the treaty is almost there. Personally, I think Billy was right. And it was a war party. And another thing, kids. I have a funny hunch this Caleb Forbes is a crook. We see him now riding up to an Indian encampment. Oh, how? Oh. He's Santa Claus. I have much use. Good. When we fight soldiers, huh? Maybe plenty soon. Bad things happen. Bad? What happened? Great white father in Washington sends paper of peace. Uh, Santa no like that. 
That makes Chief Thundercloud happy. Yeah, I know. Chief Thundercloud wants peace with the whites. You want war. And Thundercloud is a real leader of your tribe. Plenty bad. Thundercloud make Indians leave war path. No fight soldiers in fort when paper come. Okay, Panther. Want to listen to me? Panther, listen. Me want war path. Young brave want come with me. Make fight with soldier. Any scalp. Any arm thumb. Right. Here's what we do. We get ready to attack the fort right now. This morning there was a load of gold bullion brought there by wagon trail. We raid the fort. Massacre everybody in it so they can't talk later. We're rich men. Understand? That's good. But how about paper of peace, hmm? Thundercloud go to fort this morning. Don't colonel call him come. Say, Thundercloud, you come. We sign paper of peace. All be friendly. Thundercloud gone to the fort to sign the paper with Colonel Staley, eh? Okay. If there's no paper, they can't sign it. What you mean? Just this. You and me are going to capture that Pony Express rider and see to it that the treaty never gets to Fort Brenner. Hey, would you listen to that? I guess we were right, huh? That old Caleb Forbes is a downright crook. Isn't this a swell story, kids, huh? You like it? You bet your life. You bet your life. Old Smiling Ed has a million good stories for his buddies. And we'll finish our story in just a minute. But, kids, did you ever have someone get all your fingers in his hand and squeeze until it hurt? Sure you have. You've done that. And that's just what happens to your toes when you try to walk around in shoes that are too tight for you. But when your Buster Brown shoe man fits you with Buster Brown shoes, ha-ha, boy, oh, boy, they fit you to a T. With plenty of room to let your toes grow straight as they should. So, before you buy shoes, just look inside the shoe for that good old name, Buster Brown. If that name isn't there, you just say, Mm-mm. hold on there, Mr. Shoe Matt. I've got to have genuine Buster Brown shoes. Yes, sir. Tell him you're old smiling Ed's buddy and you mean business. And kids, be sure to have your pencil and paper ready to put down the name of the store in your town that sells Buster Brown shoes when the announcer tells you about it in a few minutes. Remember, put that paper right in your own ration book where Mother can see it. We can't afford to make any mistake about Buster Brown shoes because we're buddies and we stick together. But now let's get back to Fort Brenner where Colonel Staley and Chief Thundercloud are waiting for the Pony Express rider with the treaty. But young Billy, he didn't have time to sit around and wait for the Pony Express rider. He saddled up paint and went out on the prairie. He didn't know exactly what he was looking for, but his prairie train senses seemed to warn him of trouble. With paint traveling at a fast lope, he traveled over the buffalo grounds, keeping a sharp eye this way and that. Listen. Oh, paint. Look at over there, paint. Ground's all stopped. Come on. Oh, boy. Oh, there was a fight here. See, about three or four horses. Blood. Somebody shot, that's a cinch. Mm. Ah, a piece of leather, a piece of a belt. More uh, uh, uh. oh, strap. And the buckle is stamped USM, United States Mail. The Pony Express Man. Come on, Pete. We're following this trail. And young Billy was right. It was the Pony Express rider. 
Forbes and Pantheclaw waited in a thicket alongside the trail. And when the rider came along, they attacked and wounded him. And then tying him up with ropes, they threw him across a horse and hurried back to where the war party of Indians was waiting. Listen. Okay, Pantheclaw. I got him. Eat him out of the saddle. Me too. There. Now, let me go through that mail pouch. I'll rip it open. nothing in here that looks like a treaty. Maybe him already been to fort. Leave paper of peace with soldiers, hmm? No. No, I don't think so. Couldn't have gone to the fort and then been where we jumped him. He might have that treaty hidden somewhere. We'll tie him up in this thicket here. Nobody will find him. We can come back to him after we've attacked the fort. Let's go. Brave boy on a pinto horse sat atop a high rise in the near distance and watched them. He reined his horse down behind the rise as the Indians mounted and galloped off to raid Fort Brenner. Then he put the pinto into a lope and headed straight to the thicket. Yes, it was Billy Staley. Listen. Oh, there, boy. Oh, stand, boy. Now walk into the thicket here. Now, 
Paper signed. We at peace. I have peace pipe. We smoke. Yes, Chief Thundercloud. We smoke to a life of peace between red man and white. Good. I smoke to west wind. I smoke to east wind. I smoke to north wind. I smoke to south wind. I smoke to stars and moon. I smoke to earth. Hey there, kids. I hope you like that story. But that little old Billy sure used his head. Of course, Billy was trained to the prairie in the ways of Indians. But he did all a grown man could do because he was ready when an emergency arose. And you know, kids, we can be ready, too, when big things come up in our lives. We can see that we have a good, strong body by eating all the food Mother sets before us and getting plenty of good sleep. We can study at school so that we be plenty smart and know how to handle things that come up. Oh, oh for goodness sake, looks to me like something's coming up right now. What on earth is this? Here come elephants, tigers, monkeys, pigs, chickens, cats. Oh, for heaven's sake. Here come all the animals in Uncle Noah's arms. A long, long time ago, that's all you kids should know. Uncle Noah built himself an ark. For 40 days and nights, the rain was sure a fright, and the animals nearly tore his ark apart. Well, the ducks went black, the cows went boot, the rooster he went cock-a-doodle-doo. The old Tom catcher raised an awful row. Midnight. The old pig squealed, the billy goes hot, old bullfrog said, Please rain me that. Uncle Noah's our command house now. Well, the horses and cattle and all of the air. Why, even the long-eared old donkey was there. Well, the ducks were quacked, the cows were moved, the rooster he was cock-a-doodle-doo. All was there in Uncle Noah's Soul, if it isn't our good old mailman's whistle. Land of ocean, yes. Give me a hand yeah. with these here sacks, okay. smiling, Ed. Oh, dear, must be a hundred thousand letters in here. Oh, no, Mr. Mailman, there couldn't be that many letters there. Well, maybe not, but I bet there's a million of them anyway. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. Well, I don't care for the trillion of them. Everybody and sweetheart of mine who wrote me for our super-duper official Buster Brown birthday card will get one. You can bet your neck on that. And say, kids... If you're having a birthday, whenever you're having a birthday, sit down and write right after our program and write old smiling it and care of the station you're listening to right now for your very own Buster Brown birthday card with all our pictures on it. 
Just tell me how old you are, and I'll send you to Callahoo. Yes, sir. And now we're all going to sing our official birthday song for all you birthday havers. I want you to stand up wherever you are out there for you having a birthday. Here we go. special Buster Brown uh, birthday card now. Now, I told you I'd have your announcer come in to tell you where to get Smiling Ed Buster Brown shoes in your town. Grab your pencil quick, kids, now, and write down the name of the store, because here it comes. I'll be back in just a minute. Come on in, Mr. Announcer. Yes, Smiling Ed, I'll tell your buddies how to find the store that sells Buster Brown shoes. It's easy, kids. Just pick up your telephone book and turn to the yellow pages till you come to the heading of shoes. There you'll find the name Buster Brown, and under it, the name and address of the store nearest you that sells Buster Brown shoes. And here's another way to find the store that sells Buster Brown shoes. Look on the radio page of your Friday evening newspaper. Yes, on the radio page of every Friday evening paper, you'll find the store that sells Buster Brown shoes in your town. Look for the name of that store right now, kid. Write it down, and then you'll be all set for swell Buster Brown shoes when you need them. Saturday at the same time when old Smiley Ned tells you a story about a brave little girl who helped out, who helped out with the Japanese down in the Philippines. Oh, is it thrilling? I want every single one of my buddies and sweethearts to be right on hand next Saturday. And say, buddies, be sure to tell every kid you meet next week about our fun every Saturday. We're buddies and we stick together. And don't forget to go to church or Sunday school tomorrow. I'm counting on you. Keep listening for this little tune. When you hear it, come a-running. The happy gang of Buster Brown is on the air. The happy gang of Buster Brown now leaves the air. So watch for us, buddies. Next Saturday, we'll come with a bang and a big hooray. Buster Brown is on the air. This program came to you from Chicago. This is the National Broadcasting Company.